Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 261. In this episode, we're going to talk all about our Halloween experiences, because here we are getting closer and closer to Halloween 2022. We're also going to be talking, uh, giving you a little update on on Bayonetta, Bayonetta 3. That's been quite the uh, quite the news uh, surrounding it over the last couple of weeks. We're also going to be talking all about the Nintendo Switch online updates and so much more. But before we get into any of that, uh, we should probably just introduce ourselves. Maybe if you're new new to the podcast, my name is Steve, and uh, so great to uh, to be back here and talking with video games with you guys. Also joined by Barry. Hey, doing Barry? Hey, Steve. Always a pleasure. And uh, of course, joined by Greg as well. Hey, Greg. Hi. <laughs> I was. I thought you were actually say a new special guest link, but I guess well. <laughs> So yeah, that'll <laughs> that, work too. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what you did was remind me all of a sudden I had uh, memories of like, I don't know, like 200 episodes ago when we were like all shouting um, Link. And I can't remember why we were doing that, but all I remember was I was at a previous house and I was in my basement recording. And I remember when my, my wife comes running down the stairs, um, like thinking like I was in pain or something because we were just all shouting like Link. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So, yeah, here we are uh, recording this episode 261 on October 17th. Actually, no, sorry, 24th. I'm I'm week, week behind. October 24th, <laughs> 2022. Time traveling again. Uh, but uh, yeah, not a whole lot of news, but we have several things to talk about tonight. Um, just before we get into any of that, though, if you have not joined us on social media, we are at Nintendo Fuse. Um, pretty active on Twitter. We're on other platforms as well, but Twitter's our main social media. So make sure you join us over there. And if you have not joined us on Discord, be sure to join us on uh, that Discord uh, server as well. The link is going to be on the screen, but also in our show notes and the YouTube description. And uh, speaking of YouTube, we are going live right now. We record this live every other Monday, pretty much. Uh, That's basically our schedule, uh, with few exceptions, on YouTube and Twitch. And you can join the live chat when we go uh, live and and chat about all of the information, the games that we've been playing, uh, the games you've been playing, the games that uh, the news and stuff like that that we're going to talk about. Throw all your thoughts in the chat, and we interact with you guys uh, throughout the the show as much as we can. And if you miss the live episodes, that's cool. Um, Just let us know what you think in the YouTube description. YouTube comments, that's what they're called, uh, YouTube comments as well. And if you have not subscribed uh, here on YouTube, on your favorite podcast app, uh, be sure to do that and hit that bell as well so you can be alerted every time we go live. But uh, before we get into our first segment of what we have been playing, we we need to announce a little giveaway because uh, Barry had a recent uh interview that's been six years running and uh we got another giveaway to uh to do in connection with that so barry tell us all about it yeah so uh got to sit down with my good buddy dan butchko the ceo of playcrafting uh for our annual industry talk usually this happens in the summertime but uh now it's november so so we're uh we're we sat down to talk all about the latest play nyc which is dropping uh, November 5th of this year. It's happening November 5th. It's a one-day show, uh, 12 to 6 uh, in Manhattan. Uh, I think it's a Chelsea Theater. So what we did is 
first off, we discussed all the events that were going on. And for those that don't know, Play NYC is a wonderful show where you get to sit there and play indie developed games with the actual developer presenting it. So you can give immediate feedback, you can ask questions, you can, you know, really just interact with the creative minds. Uh, it's such a fun show. So uh, check out that interview first and foremost to find out all the new things happening. But every year they're very, very gracious to us and very generous to us um, to allow us to do a giveaway. So we're going to be giving away some tickets. Um, these tickets will not only include the show, but also the after party. There's an after party um, that's going to be go from six to nine. And that after party is pretty much for the developers as well as anybody with these special tickets. So you can go ahead and, you, you, you know, just go to the after party and hang out. Um, but if you don't win or you don't want to, you know, bother, we do have a, a special code. Uh, so if you use Nintendo Fuse 25, you'll get 25% off. Uh, either ticket, the ticket, the normal day pass ticket, or the one with the industry party. But uh, we will be doing giveaway on Twitter, so stay tuned to our Twitter, um, and you can enter, and uh, hopefully you win. And if you win, maybe I'll see you there. Cool, cool. Yeah, we'll be uh, posting that pretty soon. So if you have not followed us on on Twitter, uh, make sure you do that. And as soon as you, as you see that that tweet, go ahead and interact with it, like it, and share it, and all the stuff, and uh, you'll get entered into that drawing. Barry, how how long are we going to run this contest? Is it going to be a week, or what do you think? I think a week is probably best, uh, Monday to Monday or, or till next Tuesday or whatever, because it's next Saturday. Um, you know, November 5th. So we want to make sure that the winners have a chance to, um, to go ahead and confirm that they're going to be there. Uh, and of course, if you do win, we're going to need your full name, your email address. Um, and what we'll do is we'll put you onto a list that they're going to have. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to send out a mass email or you just show up and your name will be on a VIP list, uh, as giveaway winners and, uh, hopefully you enjoy the show. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, we'll uh, basically on Halloween, we'll uh, we'll kind of announce those winners and get in touch with you guys um, there that or November 1st, one or the other like next Monday or Tuesday. So if you're listening to this after the fact, sorry, you missed out. You got to listen, listen sooner or watch sooner. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully you guys have fun and uh, you'll probably see Barry there. So if you do, make sure you say hi and I don't know, maybe he'll do something cool if you see him. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like a matter, I'll, I'll steal you back home and lock you in his basement. <laughs> God, that could also That's happen. Only for Hassan, I only have room for one person. <laughs> <laughs> he's still down there. Still down there. <laughs> Somehow he's gotten married and has a kid, but still locked in your basement and still doing Actually, videos. Your, of your basement's like pretty cool though. So if I'm gonna be locked anywhere. That's not a bad place to be surrounded by a no. bunch of retro video games. Oh, no, you, you would not get bored. <laughs> Plenty of games to play. <laughs> nice. Well, let's talk about what we have been playing. And, uh, yeah, I think we've got quite a bit on our list. We also got a, a, a game that we're going to be reviewing today in our game chat segment. Uh, but, Barry, go ahead and kick us off today with what you have been playing. Yeah, so... Uh, Believe it or not, I actually went back to Animal Crossing for a very, very brief moment. Mm. Uh, there's a new spooky recipe. So I went in there, took me two days to get it, and I was like, okay, 
killed the cockroaches, pulled some weeds, and and called it called it quits. Uh, so who knows when I'll be back on it? But it was it was like a throwback. I'm like, oh, I'm actually gonna talk about Animal Crossing again. Uh, still doing Pokemon Unite and uh, just my daily stuff, having some fun still with that. Uh, Pokemon Shield got new codes for uh, Pokemon, so I had to hop in there and and put those in. But I didn't really play much, but I did boot it up. A game called Family Man, which is uh, an interesting game just to mess around with. It's uh, The only negative for me is it's first person, because I'm just not a big first person guy. But it's like it's like Grand Theft Auto, but you uh, you just, you know take on the jobs for, so you make money for your family, but you're kind of doing this and your family has no idea what you're doing. And a uh, really interesting opening as it speeds speeds through your life from picking your partner to getting married to having kids to... To getting involved with the mob, but uh, it, it like it's an RPG too, and like it lets you like you can see somebody in there like in, in Grand Theft Auto, you could just like beat the crap out of a random person. Well, this time, if you see they're level five and you're level one, and you try to fight them, they will probably kick your butt. So you got to level up before you can just randomly beat on people. So it's a little more strategic than just standard Grand Theft Auto. Um, last time I had expected to have finished Trails from Zero, I had not finished. Well, now I have. Um, finally finished Trails from Zero. Absolutely love this game. Cannot wait for the second half, Trails from Azor, which is in March of next year. So really looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, if you just need a really good JRPG, you can't go wrong with the, the Trails of series, the Legend of Heroes. Um, talk about an interconnected, awesome world. A uh, lot of fun with that. Uh, played some Carl, which we'll talk about here shortly. Uh, a little odd world soul storm, which we'll talk more about next next podcast. Uh, Mario and Rabbids. Mario and Rabbids finally came in, and uh, I have been pretty hooked on this game. Trying to, I'm, I'm trying to 100% it. Uh, the, it still gives me a little bit of motion sickness. The first one did this, and Captain Toad did this, and I don't know why. I think it's just the, the weird confined areas or the the way the camera works, but I'm pushing through because I'm just having so much fun with this game. Uh, I'm curious where where Steve is now. I'm in the fourth world, uh, and, and I'm ha- about halfway through the fourth world. Uh, so I don't know. Like I, th- I think I'm like 57% done according to my uh, my save slot. But I'm, I'm just having a blast with this. Like it's so much better than the first game, mm. uh, and I like the first one too. But I'm really having fun with this. Uh, booted up the N64 app for some Pilot Wing 64, which dropped, and I, you know, absolutely had to just relive some of that. I didn't, I didn't do a lot with it, but I made sure to show my wife all little Easter eggs and the little America and fly around in Birdman and, <laughs> you know, try and go for some golds. And it's just so many memories. It's such a good game. Uh, and then on the PC, Final Fantasy 14 dropped a new update. So I've been doing that, and I got back together with my static to uh, run some dungeons, which was a lot of fun. And, of course, on the mobile, still doing Mario Kart Tour. Nice. Uh, Jakester says he's been playing uh, the main story of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of the Sky, and I'm about to finish the post-game story, continuing Mother 3, and started Paper Mario 60... F- or, yeah, I'm guessing he means Paper Mario. Um, yep. Paper <laughs> Paper 64 um, for the first time. So, cool. Uh, Greg, how about you? Not terribly long of a list this time around. Um, when I was, I actually loaded up the Switch a few, for a few different games this time around. So um, I had pretty short sessions with uh, What the Golf and also Rain on Your Parade. My 
daughter Belle was just really fascinated. Like she saw like the like in my backlog of games when I was looking for um, a game to play that I hadn't fired up yet. She's like, "Oh, let's play this one again." And then so had a little bit of fun with that. Those uh, two gems. Um, definitely check out Rain in Your Parade. You can get a physical edition with a premium edition. And from there, I also finally lo- loaded up Splatoon 3, so I kind of created my character, did some battles, and um, I not the best like matchmaking process, I think, at least, because they really encourage you to do like an online battle before you really unlock everything, like the stores and everything. So um, I was definitely matched with some really power-heavy players, and there's nothing like just leaving your base and getting splatted like instantaneously, so it's... <clears throat> definitely wasn't enjoying that aspect of it when I barely even trying to get refreshed on all the controls and everything. So um, I'll probably can't wait to dive into the story mode because that's usually what I buy the game for. So I want to at least unlock like the shops and stuff so that I can get some equipment and gear and stuff ready for like story mode. Um, then I was also playing Carl, which we'll be talking about more in depth later. And then finally, still going with uh, Fire Emblem Heroes and um, Roblox with Bell and Time Permit. So um, not a terribly long list, but I'm pretty confident that the next time I'll have plenty more games to add as I'll have some time off for <coughs> scheduled over the next two weeks. Nice. Nice. Uh, I've been playing Lego Brick Tales. Got a review code for that one, and I uh, got my review up over on NintendoFuse.com. But um, I really like the concept of the game, but the brick building is just just fell flat um, for me. Unfortunately, it was it was really complicated and made it much more complicated to to build than it should have been. Um, just because it was hard to tell like where the bricks were, and you're trying to put it in the right spot. Uh, but the concept is great. It's it's made by the same uh, people that made um, uh, Bridge Constructor, and so like that the idea is like you're trying to build, you know, not just anything, but a lot of times it is you know trying to build some sort of bridge like uh, construction, and uh, and it's it's fun, but it was so much more complicated than it needed to be. Um, so that's kind of, I didn't give it the greatest review mainly because of that. Um, but, uh, but I, I love the concept of it for sure. So if they're somehow able to improve that, um, which I think there is supposed to be a patch coming out really soon. So perhaps it fixes some of that. And if it does awesome. And, uh, I will let you guys know, um, for sure. Uh, also been playing Mario and rabbits, uh, sparks of hope, uh, a little more, and I, I haven't finished it. Um, it is incredibly difficult not to get sucked into these side quests. Um, I then before I knew it, I was like trying to hundred percent, um, the first world. And I was like, Steve, like, you've got to finish more of this game so you can review it. But I was like, I don't care. I'm just doing all the side quests as much as I can. Uh, and, and one of them even requires you to go to like the next world and then come back. <laughs> and I was like, so I did. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm about the same, um, I think uh, in terms of overall progress, I'm about the same spot as you are, Barry, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, it's I, I shouldn't have too, too much left in terms of the actual overall main story. Um, but I keep getting sucked into the side quests that prevent me from carrying on. And and some of them are like super simple. And I think, oh, I can do this and I'll just, you know, get the the sparks or whatever that I need from this and move on. And then other times 
I'll get sucked into some other like full on story that does this thing and then another thing, another thing. And then like hours go by and I'm like, oh, right. I need to finish the rest of this game. So, uh, yeah, I'm having a blast with it. And um, yeah, as I said in my review, I never thought I would ever say anything like that about a tactical game. But this is this is so different and uh really and really really enjoying it so yeah i think there's there's like a little a couple little things i noted in my review as well that are like tiny little things that are small mistakes like that they could easily fix like it's funny that and it really doesn't matter at all but it's i don't know if barry if you noticed but when when the characters are going in like a cave or in a door or something like that sometimes they turn and face the wrong way I don't know why, I, I but notice that. yeah, it's, it's dumb and it's so simple and small that it doesn't, it doesn't affect the overall experience with the game at all, but it's like, did they, how did they not catch that? Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a fun game and do highly recommend it. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I played Carl and which we'll talk about in just a second. And of course, uh, some rocket league and some clash Royale as well, uh, continuing to, uh, progress and all that stuff in there. Um, fast, if, if you guys play clash Royale, there's apparently supposed to be a, a new update coming very, very soon with new characters and all this new stuff and everything. So we'll see if, see how it goes. Sometimes those updates, those games are not well accepted. So we'll, we'll see how it goes this time. <laughs> Uh, looks like, uh, yeah, people are just talking about your, your, your hat and, uh, the chat looks like, so there, Greg, this is the full link hat. It's got the little thing <laughs> on the end. I don't remember like why, like, what, what's the context of him thinking you wear a tinfoil hat? I had made some sort of post i think a while back like trying to predict like a direct or something i think it was definitely over a year or two ago it might have been before COVID even i'm not sure completely but i know i referenced there was one podcast where i was kind of pretending to like put on a tinfoil hat it might maybe it was like the predictions or something or maybe that's what it was like the year's predictions hmm. might have been either this january or previous january but okay yeah Okay. Yeah. Cause I was like, I, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I was like, why, why, why is that a thing? So maybe he'll tell us apparently you're apparently really skeptical. There it is in the chat. Uh, really skeptical about paper Mario and origami Kings, uh, first reveal. And well, you know there what, you that, that seemed to be a very logical skeptic, uh, skepticism yeah that's the word <laughs> skepticism that was a long time ago <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> that's what i was saying it was i think that was like right um the first few months of covid because of origami king was just that shadow drop so mm. it's true well let's jump into our game chat for this episode and uh, we're gonna be talking all about carl so barry tell us a little more about this game and then we'll get into our right. discussion so Carl is a 2D platformer um, with that kind of mixes Mario with Mega Man with a little bit of Metroid. Uh, this is from the YouTuber Andrew Kennedy, also known as Nintendrew, as well as Morningstar Game Studio, the studio that brought 
such lovable titles like a robot named Fight. They teamed up to create this wonderful, charming uh, game, pretty much, where you play the role as Carl. Carl is kind of tossed into this area called the dump. It's like a city and underneath a factory, Kent Industries. And your objective is to figure out what is going on at Kent Industries and assist your maker into uh, to uncovering all the foils and helping the residents in uh, in the dump. Uh, each level, there's, there's four different worlds. Each level is a ton of different hidden secrets and collectibles. And, and thankfully, it does show you before you enter what secrets and collectibles are there and which ones you found. Uh, it's got an electro chiptune soundtrack, uh, which is really cool and pumping. And there's different upgrades and different abilities as you go through. And uh, it's just a really interesting uh, game that, for me personally, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. But I want to hear from you guys. Uh, Greg, what are your thoughts? Um, I definitely share that same sentiment. Like I wasn't quite sure what I was be getting into, and then when I started playing it, it was completely phenomenal. So, like I was, I really liked those like chip tune, like the like techno music. So I was like really like jamming. Like I wish I had a copy of the soundtrack even because I was enjoying it so much. Like I was actually playing around on like the jukebox character, like in the tavern or whatever, and that was just <laughs> a lot of fun. Just like listening to the music that I had unlocked and hoping to unlock all the tracks later on and when I continue playing. But um, I only made it through like the first world and the first few levels of the second world, but I could definitely tell that there was a lot of effort put into each level. They're all like, handcrafted and they all show like they're um, like Barry said, like, all the collectibles you can find. And then you kind of want to go back in and find them. If you somehow missed them, there's these interactive switches that unlock different parts of the level. So they'll be doing some backtracking like the Metroid styles. Um, design, but everything is contained like in a, like a singular level where like you'll once you get all the required items, then you just go through the exit and then you can go on to the next stage. So I really like that format and it was really cool to be able to just kind of um, go around searching for all these items along with having make it back to the exit without dying. And certainly was very appreciative of the mid-level checkpoints because there was there's a few levels that get kind of tedious to get through certain very particular sections even in the first world and it's really a blessing to have and not have to restart the entire level from the beginning and it even saves any collectibles you made if you don't make it to the next um, checkpoint as well too so that was very nicely received so you're not constantly redoing some of the, the really hard sections over and over again if you continue to die. Hmm. But what about you, Steve? Um, <laughs> so as I first started this game, I I had the I had the uh, the thought this is like the Walmart version of Mega Man, and then as I played it, I go, nope, that was just the first couple of levels, um, and then the difficulty ramped up. I'm stuck at the boss of the first world. I cannot get by him. I don't know why. I I feel like there. I I need to. I I needed to take a break because I just kept failing and failing and failing. I was like, okay, fine. I just need to take a break and step away. So I haven't gone back to it yet. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I found myself. The good thing is, like Greg said, that there are lots of checkpoints because there are a lot of times that I made stupid mistakes and. 
I think half the time I'll blame it on me. I was like that Steve, that was dumb. Like you knew that was that, you know, grinder or wheel or hole or whatever was there. And you still jumped down there and you made that mistake on your own. The other time I feel like the controls aren't exactly as spot on as they need to be for that kind of precision. There's times where jumping, for instance, I felt like I just barely tapped my jump and I, I still jumped too high and ended up jumping into a razor thing or whatever it was and killed me. Or sometimes I, I felt like I jumped. So I don't know if it's my controller or what. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I feel like there, the precision wasn't ex exactly spot on as it needed to be. However, because of all the checkpoints and all the save points, I was able to just quickly spawn and try it again. And I eventually got through it. So it wasn't as frustrating as it could have been if it like took me back to the very beginning. If that was the case, I would have been very, very frustrated with that sort of thing. Um, but because of that, yeah, it was it was not a huge deal. And I more just got I got more mad at myself than anything else. <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't have made that stupid mistake. Um, but yeah, I feel like the the difficulty ramped up pretty steadily and then it hit that boss. And I, I don't know, like he just keeps throwing like wrenches and hammers and everything else at me. And I it, it's hard to dodge them enough uh when i need to and i keep you know getting hit like he got, i guess he throws the the wrenches that give you life sometimes mm -hmm. but it comes so quick that i can't judge what it is and i end up jumping out of the way thinking it's a, a you know something that's going to hurt me and so like i need to like figure out the timing right and yeah, I was just getting frustrated earlier, so I, I had to step away. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's overall it's it's fun. Um, I'm glad that it's it's not you know a full price game, so I'm not expecting like a fifty sixty dollar kind of product. But it, it was a lot a lot more fun than I expected it to be. And um, yeah, don't let the first couple levels like turn you off because you think it's going to be easy. It, it does get a lot more difficult. So Steve, did you fully explore the dump area? Because there is like a armory where you can upgrade your abilities, and then so you can shoot more powerful bullets, you can shoot faster, and whatnot. So that's the thing. I feel like yeah, because I got something that said, "Hey, you can go upgrade," and then I found some guy that's supposed to upgrade, and he didn't. He he didn't have an upgrade for me, and so the there must be somewhere else. So you I don't have know. to collect medals. Yeah, the armory one is harder to find, and you should have two medals that you find in the first four levels, and then you can upgrade all three um, of those stats that I referenced, like uh. in the armory. The armory is kind of like at the top, and it's by where you'll go for world two. Um, you okay. actually have to kind of navigate your way up or like so above I went the, to the top. The but bar. maybe I don't it's know. It's like a little like green like building or something. Yeah, it's, I thought I made it there. It's like a tent kind of thing, right? I think that might be the fortune teller's tent. Yeah, okay. fortune teller. Yeah, that was it. I made it that too. Higher than that. But I think I think that's that's probably that's that's a thing. It's a little bit frustrating. Is it's not you have to like fully explore, and sometimes in that that overworld map that it's not everything is like really obvious where you need to go. And I don't quite. I mean, I guess it, it's okay. But I was like slightly turned off that the. the that the levels you have to like back out of and go back into and everything. I was just like, just move me on in the next level. I don't want to have to go back and explore and then come back in. So all these things are little nitpicks. I mean, hopefully you guys are hearing that <laughs> they're all little nitpicks. The overall game is fun for sure. Steve, um, Steve wants his handheld is what he's saying. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> 
Oh, I you need my handheld through that boss. It's kicking my butt. <laughs> so I, I will say that that first boss was the hardest boss in the game for me. And I did it. I didn't. I found the armory, but I actually didn't find any medals. The first time I went through the the first world, I didn't find any medals. I'm like, well, maybe it's something that appears later on. Like I just, I kind of went through. I didn't fully explore. And I did that. First off, getting to the boss was like super Mega Man challenging platforming. I was like, oh, this mm -hmm. is crazy. Yeah. And then I got there and I died. And I, I had to take a step away. And I came back and I beat it without any power-ups. Mm. Uh, just got the pattern down. And I, I felt so accomplished. And of course, like Mega Man, you do get a power-up when you beat every boss. Every boss gives you a power-up. <clears throat> and then I, I didn't upgrade until somewhere in the second world when I found, I found a medal. And I went back and I was like, oh, now I could upgrade. And I think by the third world, because I was hooked, by the thir third world, I beat the third boss. And then I went back and I 100%ed the first three worlds and got everything and upgraded everything. And if when, you, when you're fully upgraded, the rest of the, it's a joke. Hmm. Like you just blow, when you fully upgraded like the weapon, like the boss is like, I'm going to get you. And you sit there and you like hold the button and you kill them in like three seconds. <laughs> like, so they, they make it so that you can make it easier for yourself. But you have to farm the chips. So you, hmm. you have to grind a little to get the chips. But at the same time, you could choose not to get those upgrades if you want more of a challenge. And I did, you know, play it on the easy as well. So you can obviously up it. But the game is decently length. Like it was it was longer than I expected, um, which was good. It took me maybe six to eight hours um, just going through and just having fun. Like and it was it was there was no real even the grind was fun. It was weird. You said you, you played on easy. There was a difficulty selection. Maybe. Maybe there, there maybe was. There I remember that. No, okay. then I then I wasn't. Then I guess I just played on normal. But okay, but, I was like, where I did was... I miss this? <laughs> um, I do. I <laughs> and this is only because I have played this boss so many times. But I don't like that I have to sit through the dialogue every stinking time either. Like that's the, I'm like I've read this twenty times. I could almost <laughs> recite it from memory of what he says to me because I've seen it so many times because he keeps kicking my butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, since I like, I was like fully powered up was like as high as I could be because oh, once I I'm beat not. the second level, <laughs> I went back to the first level and found all the hidden items, like all the secrets. And then pretty much as I beat each level, I would, if I didn't get it on the first run, I would go back and get mm -hmm. the missing items on a second playthrough. So then you usually get like a, another 150 chips or whatever, like for each run. And mm -hmm. so I was able to fully stay up to speed with all the upgrades and health upgrades. So I beat the first boss on the first try, but getting to the first boss, I died like, I don't know, at least like 20 <laughs> times. Cause mm. I was not ready for like scroll screening mate, like speed running mayhem. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you hit that, it's, it's like, go, go, go. And you're like, <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> yeah. But it adds to that challenge. It definitely does. Yeah. I, I, so I basically, I have one life upgrade and that's all I have. So that's probably why I'm also getting killed all the time. Well, I think, yeah, I think there's only one life upgrade at that point anyway. Yeah, there's only I've not upgraded anything yeah. else. My weapon, all that stuff is still basic. Yeah. So I need to go back and grind, apparently. Yeah, See, all mine are I, level two. So, okay, it was made the boss really easy. Yeah, you also get other power-ups as you go on. You get a, a, there's a thing you can get that halves all damage. You can get up to 10 hearts. You can get... You can get upgrades to each of the abilities that you get from the bosses. Well, at least three of the abilities you get from the bosses. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't want to say what those are because that's kind of spoilery. But just know that there's a lot of upgrades. There's a lot of stuff to do. There's, there's a lot to collect. 
Um, even even getting like I don't even know how to get all the music. That's the one area I didn't get all the music on because I'm like oh, I had to find it. You know, uh, just where is it? Because I, I got all the CDs and I'm like, where's where's where are the like the last eight tracks or whatever. So uh, I, I'm not sure, but that like that's where it makes me want to go back in and look and find and and uh, yeah, the like I said, it took me anywhere from six to eight hours to to I think I I ended with like ninety two percent. I tried a hundred percent, but ninety two percent. So I, I'm pretty satisfied with that. But I had a blast. Um, so. Just for you, if you're if you're listening to this now, Carl is right now on the eShop. It's $14.99. It's not on sale. It's $14.99. Uh, this did come out September 29th, so it's a very recent game. Uh, again, Morningstar Game Studios is the developer and the publisher uh, with with uh, Nintendo as well, working with them. So uh, let's just go, Greg. Recommendation is this something you say yes at $14.99? Wait for a sale or no? Not at all. I actually would say yes at fourteen ninety nine. Like you were saying, there's um, four different worlds, and each world has many things to collect. So I think like that's a pretty good like time frame, and I've really enjoyed every minute of it. So I would definitely think it's worth it at its asking price. But obviously, if you get a sale, then it's definitely more than worth it. All right. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I think it's worth it. Um, I think it's it's definitely a, it's a fun game and and one thing that I, I, we didn't mention as well like this game's got some really funny humor um, oh, yeah. in it as well in the dialogue um, and so if yeah if you're if you like you know platforming if you like if you like a Mega Man kind of a game this is this is going to be up your alley but also it's got some really funny humor in the dialogue uh, which is just adds to the experience as well so yeah I definitely recommend this one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to echo you with you, both of you. I think the game is a, is honestly a steal at 14.99. Like I had, I played 60 dollar games and had a lot less fun than I had with this. Like again, I I went into it. I'm like, I'm not sure what what to expect. I'm gonna you know give it the first world a shot, especially with that boss. And it was like right after that boss, it it, it clicked with me even more. As I'm like, all right, let me try the second world, and then it just got better and better and better, and it never stopped. And the the each world has its own gimmicks, which is really cool. Um, they're all different settings. There are different parts of the factory. Um, there's even some like Mega Man Five Gravity Man style in some of the levels where you have gravity puzzles, you know. And it's it's just it's really well done. Like I said, the humor, the the gameplay, the level design. Um, the, and it's not one of those games where you're like, oh, I'm a genius at video games. I'll figure out everything because there's going to be at least one level that's going to have you running around in circles. Where's that last item or where's that switch I missed? Because it's going to be there. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's unanimous from all of us that we definitely recommend you check out Carl, which is available right now on the Switch. It's also available on Steam, PS4, and Xbox as well. Cool. Cool. Well, let's jump into the news, and uh, it's, I, uh, I had some fun with the the our rundown for for us three earlier. I put the lack of news discussion because there really wasn't a whole lot of news going on this last couple of weeks between episodes. Uh, but it is October twenty fourth, 
and uh, officially two weeks after Barry's birthday. And uh, so Halloween is coming up really soon. And so I thought it'd be fun uh, to talk about a Halloween and, and stuff like that. Greg is is in full costume tonight, so he's ready for Halloween. Uh, has got his Link costume already. Uh, what have you guys done in, in connection with video games and Halloween and stuff like that? What have you guys done before? So, Greg, how about you kick us off? Because you, uh, you've you got you know your costume, you're ready to go. Do you normally dress as a, as a video game character for Halloween? Or is this first time? What's your experience with all that? Well, pretty much since um, we had like the main website and we had that sweatshirt, I wore that Mario hoodie for pretty much every year. And then this year I wanted to go much different this time around. So I actually sought out to find this uh, Link costume. So I was like looking on Amazon and it's like by like disguise or something like that. And it seemed like it was pretty reasonably priced and there's different sizes available. So I um, pretty much found like a full set like that had this um, costume. So like it has like Link's traditional hat with like the little thing on it. It even has like, like the sash and there's like a belt that, I'm not going to stand up, but then um, separately, I did order some extra pieces. So, like, nothing would be complete without Link's um, Hylian shield. Um, it's plastic, not metal. Um, and same thing with uh, Master Sword. It's plastic sword, no metal blade. I'm not going to cut myself on camera or anything <laughs> like that. It's just standard, like, pointy kind of thing that could go with the costume. So, um, this year I'll be walking around my neighborhood dressed as Link with my um, daughter and she'll be like a little unicorn. So it'll be kind mm -hmm. of fun to be exploring the village together. So Kakariko <laughs> Village out here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> Barry, you ever done anything uh, video game related for Halloween? Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, I'm trying to even remember if I ever did. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know if I did that as a kid, but I don't often dress up for Halloween. But I did one year recently, a couple of years ago, um, my wife used to uh, do cosplay. She, you know, we used to do New York Comic Con a lot. And she decided to make herself an Eevee costume um, because she loves Eevee. So I, of course, had to be Pokemon trainer. So she was, you know, my Pokemon. So I have, for, for the viewing, I do have a picture where I was Pokemon trainer and she was Eevee. And uh, that was... That was as close as I got, really, to anything like that. And I still have the costume. I mean, I still have the outfit. I had the badges and everything like that. And and people were like, oh, my God. Like, at New York Comic Con, because I also cosplayed there, too. Like, you, you beat the Elite Four and have all the badges with, with only an Eevee? Why didn't you evolve her? I'm like, I don't need to. Don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> but, like, that, that's about as, as close as I ever did. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking I did not... I didn't dress up as as a video game character when I was when I was little. There was a couple of years when I was I was a Ninja Turtle, um, but so I guess you know they're in video games, but it's not really why I dressed up because I like the cartoon. <laughs> that's why. Um, but uh, yeah, I wasn't ever. I never dressed up as, as any sort of video game character until I got older. So I have, I do have a. Uh, my wife and I have. Um, a pac-man and so i have a pac-man costume and she's one of the ghosts i think pinky um and then or maybe inky eh, the blue one um and uh and then i think that was my first video game costume that i ever had um except for the hoodie that that greg and i have as well um so i think i think that that was it but i did have i've 
over the last few years, it's this has all been as an as an adult, um, <laughs> but as I get older, I get more into Nintendo. Uh, so I did have a couple years where I did stuff with pumpkins. Uh, so a I, I'll go ahead and like show this on the screen. This was a uh, my wife did the the peach one. And I did the raccoon Mario, and that was that was a couple years ago. That was that was fun. Uh, so we we came up with the drawing and everything. We had someone else draw it for us on the pumpkin, and then we painted them. So that was that was fun. And then I tried one year to carve one, and this turned out okay. It it could be a lot better, but. Um, that's my, that's my mushroom pumpkin. So I, unfortunately I don't have a photo of it with the light on it. So it's kind of hard to see. Um, but if, if you're watching, uh, the video version, you'll see both of those pumpkins. Um, but if, uh, if you're just audio version, I had a, yeah, a, a, like a 16 bit, um, pumpkin and then that was painted and then like an, uh, an eight bit pumpkin that was, that was carved. And, uh, that's pretty much that's like all I've done, which is kind of strange. My wife and I have talked a lot about like she really would like either a Zelda costume or like a Peach or a Daisy costume at some point. But she would like the like the full the full thing that's like probably hundreds and hundreds of dollars to buy <laughs> or hundreds of hours to sew yourself um, that people will wear at, at, you know, events for cosplaying and everything. But that's that's what she wants. So maybe one of these days. Um, we thought it'd be fun to to go as as Lincoln Zelda or something like that, but uh, but yeah, not, has hasn't happened yet. Um, I do want to point out as well. Um, Nintendo has this site called Play Nintendo. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this site at all, uh, but it's play.nintendo.com, and they actually have several different things on there. So if if you're watching the video version, um, we're just scrolling on the screen, but they have. Uh, several different things for for you, especially if you have kids in your family. Um, it's a great place to go, and you can see costume ideas. You can see pumpkin carving ideas. They even have stencils on there, so you can draw uh, a, a Splatoon uh, stencil on your pumpkin if you want to. They have um, different polls and things about costumes, or like which costume would match your Halloween style. They have puzzles that you can do, and... Uh, a pumpkin diorama and all this different stuff um, that's on there. So just head over to play.nintendo.com play and you can see all the different uh, things that Nintendo has there for, for you and your family, especially if you have kids. It's a fun website to check out. Um, do you guys have anything else to say about uh, Halloween and Nintendo before we move on to the next story? Um, I know in a previous workplace, I actually had like a full-on like Mario costume, like my um, ex had made like an actual Mario hat because that was before the Club Nintendo actually had that as a reward. So like she actually had like like a red cap and then painted like a little white circle with the red M on it, um, and then had pretty much got like a set of overalls and stuff from uh, Goodwill or whatever. But um, that was a number of years ago, and then um, pretty much on my list is I would really like to be Marth, but that requires dyeing my hair and I've been pretty uncertain if I really want to do that. So like I would go full extreme. Get a wig. Good. Or just dye it back or cut it off. It's good. It's hair. It's fine. <laughs> cut <Yeah>. it off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about if I want to go with the berry look quite yet. <laughs> oh, I like the buzz cut. It's nice. nice. I've always but, just but been just get a scared. Wig. That's that works. Yeah. Yeah. You've been scared? Like, know, scared just, to shave your head? Yeah. 
because I'm afraid oh, of what my so head good. looks like. <laughs> it's oh, like it's I may so have good, weird bumps up there and everything. Like, and it take a while for the hair to in grow this, back. In the summer, it's it's <laughs> glorious because it's nice and cool. And it, even in the winter, you just wear a hat. Like, it's so much easier to take care of this. You wake up, you're done. You get to bed, you're done. Like, that's it. You, <laughs> you don't ever have to worry about it getting messy because you could just nothing happens. It's, it's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, the main thing I have like with like wigs and like fake hair is like uh, my aunt had got me like one of those like fake mustaches and it like somehow triggered like my gag reflex or whatever when I had it like stuck to my face before I had like the real one. So hmm. I just would worry at, like a piece of hair falling out of the wig and somehow getting like near my mouth and or something. But I would probably be best say, off putting a, a wig over <laughs> triggering your gag reflex. I don't think you're really wearing it right. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean that the hair is just like permanently attached to the wig though i yeah, mean it's true the yeah. wig well, you can get a good wig down off my head or, yeah. get a good wig no dollar Look, tree wig if all fall out within the first tree. hour <laughs> honestly wigs are especially now they're made really well um you know if, if you don't get like a, a cheapo um like my mother used to wear wigs all the time due to chemo and they were great they never fell out. They never had any of that issue. And she loved it because she could change her hairstyle easily. Mm -hmm. Just put on a new wig. So I'm sure you could, even if you get a wig and then you can spray paint it blue or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you just done. There you go. Cool. Uh, there might be a future project down the line then. <laughs> yeah, I would think that would be easier than dyeing your hair. <laughs> it's less permanent for sure. Yeah, dye it. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, looking at the chat, Jakester said he'd never uh, dressed up as a video game character before, but would always dress up as a Star Wars character. And uh, his uncle dressed up as Mario before, and a friend of his uh, did Luigi. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like there's so many cool costumes that you can just get it like Walmart and Target nowadays, like at the Halloween stores and things like that. Like those were not around when we were kids. We had to make those things oh, yeah. if we were going to do that sort of thing. My first turtle costume was awful. It was, it was bad. And now I could go and spend 20 bucks at the store and buy something that's 20 times as better. But that oh, just yeah. wasn't an option my, at the my time. My first costume, like one of my, or at least one of my earliest costumes was I did Godzilla and literally i had a cardboard box with the mouth put you know made kind of cardboard that went over my head as my helmet i literally was wearing a brown paper bag spray painted silver and green and gold to be like the scales wearing like a you know a green you know like long sleeve shirt underneath it and a little tail and spikes on the back mm -hmm. of it and i like would win contest because it would be like oh this was really crafty and this was the 80s of course we didn't have those type of stores uh you know now you can go to walmart and find a mario costume called italian plumber addicted to mushrooms you know <laughs> because it's not officially done by nintendo so you know you could find those very easily <laughs> it's true it's true <laughs> i love the names they always give them yeah. the nintendo characters <laughs> well i hope you guys all have a happy halloween get lots of candy and uh all that fun stuff uh, on October 31st. But let's move on. Uh, there's been a little bit of uh, stuff going around uh, with Bayonetta 3. So 
Barry, how would you fill us in on what's going on? Like, really, uh, we were talking about this earlier before the show. Like, there's not a whole lot to really discuss. But in case for some reason you've missed what's going on, uh, give us a little summary of, of what's happened over the last couple of weeks, Bayonetta 3. So this this is like a weird ethical question and ethical issue, as well as uh, pointing out that people like to jump to conclusions with torches and pitchforks immediately. The internet is very reactionary, and it's unfortunate that it is reactionary. Now, the, the baseline ethical question of whether or not voice actors should be paid more money is absolutely something that should happen, but that's a whole different conversation mm-hmm. and that needs to be addressed that the vo- you know voice actors absolutely deserve to be paid um you know living wage what they're worth and, and everything for that but that's not what this is about what this is about is helena taylor who is the voice actor for actress for bayonetta one and two came out out of nowhere with a video asking fans to boycott bayonetta three because she was only offered four thousand dollars for the entire game and then went on to even attack Jennifer Hale, who is the new voice actress for Bayonetta 3. Uh, Helena Taylor hasn't done, as far as I know, hasn't done any voice acting since Bayonetta 2 and doesn't have a lot on her resume versus Jennifer Hale, who's in a bunch of games, like a really established voice actress. So right off the bat, people were immediately on boycotting Bayonetta. How could you do this? First off, they, they attacked Nintendo. Nintendo, I don't think, had anything to do with this. Uh, attacked Platinum. I'm boycotting. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, canceling pre-orders. She urged people to give money to a charity instead because she says the game is like a $450 million franchise and they only pay me $4,000 and I am Bayonetta. Uh, again, the internet being super reactionary immediately latched onto that, attacked Platinum. Um, Platinum's head, of course, is terrible on Twitter to begin with, said the baseless accusations, wound up blocking so many people because he, he's known for blocking people, that Twitter accused him of being a bot and shut his own Twitter down, which he then, I think, deleted. Maybe he brought it back. I don't know. But it wasn't a really good look. And people, again, said, oh, they're guilty. Then, like a day or so later, there was news articles from Bloomberg and a bunch of other sites that said that what they had heard, what she had said was incorrect, that they had offered between three to $4,000 per session for four to five sessions for the entire game, and that it was not the four thousand dollars. She then, you know, and she was saying like, "Oh, I'm I deserve six figures because of because of the four hundred fifty million dollar franchise." Which uh, I don't know if you know this about video games, but when they're sold even at retail, the the platinum and Nintendo don't take the sixty dollars and walk away with it. The retailer gets twenty percent. The you know the developers get some. The publisher gets some. The console maker, in this case, Nintendo, gets some. Uh, there's a, it, the money gets divided, so it's not all going to one person and pocketing it. Um, and there's a lot of developers that work on this game. There's a lot of programmers, a lot of music. It's just a lot of people made Bayonetta 3. So to punish everybody for, for this is what she was calling for. Some people called unethical, wrong. So then Jennifer Hale was just kind of like, like, I'm not going to say much, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to jeopardize my own relationship. You want to burn your bridges, go for it. And now it came out today because now people started attacking uh, Helena Taylor. Uh, she defended herself by saying that now she was offered 10,000 at first, was then offered 15,000, turned it down, and then later 
11 months later, they sent a message saying, hey, would you like to do a cameo for 4000 And it would just be a cameo role, a really short thing, just so that you can get in there. So suddenly her story is very different than what she originally came out, which obviously leads to don't believe everything at face value. Now people are suddenly rebuying the game. Um, it's, it's really a weird situation. Uh, Bayonetta 3 has been a hot topic. I think it's got more coverage over this week than than the entire history of the game being announced back at, at the Game Awards like two years ago, and and so many people were now weren't even aware of the game and now are buying it because they're like, oh, I didn't know this was coming out. I don't follow games new media, and they're buying it. So at the end of the day, the question is of should voice actors get paid what they're worth and and a living wage? Of course, they should be paid properly, but if 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 you stop and think and say, why wouldn't Platinum only give 4000 and then get Jennifer Hale, who's a higher quality voice actor, like a, like a bigger resume, like definitely would command more than 4000 Like That doesn't make sense. Uh, so we don't know, know all the sides of the story. Uh, there's, there's definitely some things that we may never know. Uh, she hasn't produced any writings or, or any transcripts or anything like that, even though she's already broke NDA. So what does it matter? So... The question isn't should voice actors get paid more because the answer is yes, they should be paid what they're worth. The question is, is should you know voice actors come out like this? Should the internet or and gamers instantly react? Should we wait for more time? Should we get all the information? Platinum, did they handle it right or wrong? And, and at the end of the day, is this going to affect or sour your your enjoyment of the game? Yeah, yeah. Greg, what do you think about all this? We had a few things that I found that um, Barry didn't include. So I okay. saw like some people did um, discover where she came up with this $450 million franchise. So like Bayonetta has always been like a more niche like franchise. And pretty much what she did is took all the sales of Bayonetta 1 and 2, all the different versions of the game, and then multiplied it by 60 to get 450 million so like doesn't even if the other games weren't even charged like 60 dollars but way back for beta to one or two then those were counted at 60 i guess like if you did like the actual math like a number of other people did they found that huge uh, loophole and that like valuation of the franchise so um i obviously that's completely incorrect and probably way overstated it's not like it's is big as like she's trying to make it seem to be so um but yes she does deserve to get paid like what it like what it's worth like closer to like that or whatever so i'm not trying to argue that she doesn't deserve more or anything like that um then in addition i think the replacement actress did um issue a statement saying like um there's lots of people like working on the game like there's coders and programmers and testers and other people that deserve like put in a lot of effort it's not only the voice actress like getting paid or whatever for the position and that's ultimately true that you could be um hurting the franchise overall and also other people that worked really hard on the game just by trying to boycott it so it's not really worth uh, the effort and going through that and unless you have something personally against the series or maybe just don't like the series at all but um i think it would be pretty cool to actually check out i mean it's been on my list to hopefully get one day, but I just haven't really had the time to sink into the series. So, yeah. 
Yeah. I think I, it's not affected my, my decision to buy or not buy the game at all. Um, but, but I think kind of answering your, your question, Barry, and answering that, I think, you know, I'm okay if, <clears throat> because I think a lot of people aren't paid what they should be paid. And so I, I'm totally fine. You know, if, if they feel like, you know, they need to, in order to enact change, that they need to make things public and make people aware of certain things, then I think that's fine. As long as they're not breaking any laws or, or anything like that, or, or breaking or, NDAs, if they're breaking NDA, then that's, that's tough. That's, that's a, that's a tough call. I, is it okay to sometimes do that for the sake of what you're trying to accomplish? Maybe I can't say a blanket statement across the board that that's always okay or not always okay. But I think that's something they have to figure out. But I think no matter what, like if you're going to do that, you've got to do it in the correct way. And you can't go lying about stuff <laughs> like everything. If you're going to go to that extent in order to make us take a stand to hopefully enact change, like you've got to have all your I's dotted and your T's crossed because you're going to get naturally like you're going to be thrown in the public eye and people are going to be, you know, jumping on your side or going against you naturally. And you've got to be exactly where you need to be. And if you you find out like all of a sudden you're lying, like nothing's going to hold up anymore. All of a sudden what your your opinion, your thoughts and everything, no one cares anymore. And you've totally lost any influence that you might have had in order to enact the correct change. That's really unfortunate. And one of the things is she was talking about paid a living wage. And, I, you know, people did the math, depending on what it is, it's like $750,000 to a, to a $750 to $1,000 an hour is what she was paid, um, w- would have been paid, uh, which is like way more. Like nine dollars and change is what the average U.S. average living wage is. So it's way more than the U.S. average. So if that's your one role for the entire year, that's on you. If you yep. choose to take a role that's going to be four to five sessions of four hours each, and, and say, well, that's what my only work for the entire year. Yeah, I expect you to pay me over a hundred thousand. Um, that's on you. That's yep. not on them. Because you choose to only work 20 hours in the entire year, um, right. you can absolutely work that you're free to do more jobs. And that's what a lot of voice actors do. They'll do multiple jobs and, and especially the big scripts. I mean, I definitely think with a bigger script, obviously, you should get paid more. Um, this is a smaller script because it's an action game. You know, there's vocals, but it's not like a JRPG. Where you've got you know hundreds of pages worth of dialogue to read, um, that's a whole different ballgame, and you're obviously paid more. Do I think that you know she should get paid more if if she's got the qualifications and you know she does a good job, which obviously she does because Bayonetta one and two um, and the movie and, and all that, and people really enjoy her voice. Um, so yeah, I do think she could do a little more, but I think I think it might have been arrogance too. You know, I think she was, you know, maybe she was insulted. So if she got a little arrogant, because if you watch her videos, she talks about all her years of school, which kind of like leads to a little bit of arrogance, like, oh, I'm worth that much. And if you feel you're worth that much, then that's fine. Then you should decline a job and go for something that pays you what you think you're worth. But then don't blast a previous job because they didn't pay you what you thought you were worth. They gave you an offer. You were you chose to you signed decline it. it. You, or you, declined you it, yeah. declined it. Mm-hmm. You you didn't you didn't agree to those terms, and you were free to decline it. And they said, "Okay, we'll find a replacement." 
Do what? What did Jennifer Hale get? We don't know, but I I highly doubt it was four thousand dollars for the entire thing. She might have looked at twenty thousand dollars for twenty hours and said, "I can do that and and continue working and doing other things." And then I get to be Bayonetta, cool, and would have you know just not saying anything, and she could have agreed to it. The fact that they reached back out after eleven months to say, "Do you want to do a cameo?" You know, like here's just a quick cameo for four thousand dollars, which would have been a session of three to four hours, which would have been seven hundred and fifty dollars to to four to a thousand dollars an hour. It would great. Like that would that would that was them saying, look, we didn't come to terms. Would you like to at least be a part of it in some way? And she looked. I guess she looked at that as an insult. Um, which it's like you're doing a, a small cameo. Like what you know? Yeah. But but whatever it is, it's a messy situation. I do not wish ill on any party. I, I love every party. I think every party, you know, deserves respect. Uh, and if you do have thoughts on this, I, you know, I hope that you're respectful to, to, to us, to, to them, to, to every party involved, um, because the internet would be a lot better if we all just got along and at least discussed things civilly without getting those pitchforks and, and torches out right away. Um, but that's exactly what the internet did uh, mm -hmm. when those original videos dropped. It, it was pretty nasty and that now you have the reverse now you have all the people that were saying like you're jumping to conclusions all i told you so's i told you so you were stupid for to, to go and jump at a conclusion and and you take this as a learning example like take this as don't take anything you know at face value do the research yourself wait till you have all the facts to make an educated decision and if you don't care enough then then just walk away. <laughs> but don't just immediately attack people based on a reactionary and emotions uh, just because one person says something. Uh, because that has detrimental value. Because now if the game actually sells worse than what they expect, they probably can take legal action and sue for defamation on the game and on the publisher. And that's a whole nother can of worms that, that yeah. I don't know if she wants to do. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if, if Platinum decided to do that after the, the financial struggles they're going through with Babylon's fall and, and what previously happened with Scalebound and having to take Wonderful 101 to Kickstarter and stuff like that. But Platinum Games is not in a good financial position. So they don't need this. This is just going to be detrimental. So who knows what's going to happen at this point. But just wait to all the facts you can pick a side do the research but uh yeah that's that's kind of what happened <laughs> in this past <laughs> week in bayonetta well it struck at the right time because there was nothing else in the news except for that that's pretty much yeah. it uh but we do have some other smaller stories that we wanted to make sure that we hit and uh they are still important um wasn't as you know top headline worthy as Bayonetta 3, but uh, but it are still important and we make sure that you guys know all about that. So, uh, Greg, go ahead and kick us off with these headlines. So that uh, awesome last Nintendo Direct we had revealed that Mario Party 1, 2, and 3 and some other N64 games will be coming to Nintendo Switch Online. So just over this last uh, few weeks here, we received word that Mario Party and Mario Party 2 will be added to the Nintendo Switch online shop on November 2nd. So you can relive all the glory days of playing uh, Mario characters with the, in their original costumes on those awesome board maps that they're well known for. And in Nintendo's continued effort to destroy physical media, they decided to do a little promotion going on. Starting November 1st, you can get double gold points on only select titles. And uh, these titles 
a DLC as well, but this also apparently is if you are an expansion pack member. So if you just have the standard Nintendo Switch online, you do not get these double points. But if you do have the expansion pass, you could then, of course, get double double gold points uh, if you choose to buy digital. Why would you buy digital? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a funny thing is I, I, they're doing half of that right away and half of it in February, I think, after the prom- promotion is over, which is so strange and so Nintendo. Um, and also in that same news uh, story, you can start getting Nintendo 64 themed icons. Uh, they're coming to the Nintendo Switch Online and Expansion Pack members. And you can just head over to the Nintendo My Nintendo Store and uh, check those out. So if you like changing your icon on your Nintendo Switch, you can now get some Nintendo 64 icon elements to do that. For me, I still have my me on there because I'm old school. And we talked a lot about the Halloween costumes for us, but if you're still playing Nintendo Switch Sports, then you can also dress up your um, avatar character in some different Halloween gear. So um, from um, October 19th all the way through November 9th, you can unlock some variety of clothing, accessories, hairstyles, um, gear, and everything for Mario, (coughs) not Mario, Nintendo Switch Sports. And to follow along with that, uh, Mario Kart Tour is getting into the festive, spooky spirit. The new Halloween tour is going on right now. Uh, Newly added courses include the uh, Boo Lake from Mario Kart Super Circuit, the Twilight House Battle Arena from the DS version, the Ghost Valley from the Super Nintendo release, and Donut Plains as well from the Super Nintendo release. In addition, since Miis have been included into the game, there's a bunch of different costumes you can get, and they just added the Dry Bones Mii Racing suit, as well as Petey Piranha in Gold was added, as well as a selection of seasonal carts and gliders. Nice, nice. So, Greg, any thoughts about uh, any of these stories, or all of them? I'm... Definitely very excited for Mario Party and Mario Party 2 to be launching. But um, one thing we didn't include is they did have a little reminder about GoldenEye. And I really wish they were to give a timeline for that because they made it seem like that was coming like really soon or like this year even. Otherwise, they would have noted it in the ones for next year like they did for um, Mario Party 3 and the other games that they announced for that. But um, yeah, and then the double gold points obviously is appreciated if you or buying new games and stuff and you still can get gold points for physical games if you hit the plus on you have the game in the system so you can register it that way so that's always cool there and i'm pretty much done playing nintendo switch sports i haven't booted it up since i don't know like may <laughs> june <laughs> so probably not going to be turning it on just to get a few more costumes because i've already missed quite a bunch of them since then and I haven't really been playing Mario Kart Tour, but I have been kind of getting more interested to resume because of they removing that gotcha stuff we talked about last time. So maybe I might actually have to tune in and try it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same with you. I, I kind of this is yet another thing that's going to push me. I think I still have it on my phone, um, but I need to I need to actually boot it up Um with all this, this being included, um, I haven't even started Nintendo Switch Sports, Greg. So uh, you're a little bit 
further along me at least you have the game i don't uh, <laughs> um but uh yeah all this stuff is pretty cool um I, i'm i'm most excited of course about mario party one and two um really interested to see how those will operate on the switch controllers and if i will need to get a glove to uh protect my palm that's that's really the, the important thing um but uh yeah, or if they've somehow you know done something different for that game i don't know i don't think they will but they probably won't issue the the same gloves as they used to. But uh, Barry, what do you think of so, all this? It's like you'll just uh, give yourself a drift. That's true. <laughs> by wrecking, wrecking the joystick. That's a good point. <laughs> I uh, yeah, Mario Kart Tour. I'm already playing, so I have the the dry bones uh, outfit and uh, working towards the gold PD Piranha, which comes from the tour, uh, winning the tour, which ends, which the first half of it ends tomorrow. I uh, love that they've added so many courses. Like the like, if you haven't played Mario Kart Tour since the beginning, or just in a while, like the amount of courses that are now in that game that are on cycles, like you'll you won't see courses for like two months or three months because there's so many courses that are now cycled through. And now that they've added in battle modes, it's it's interesting because there's battle arenas from the Super Nintendo, uh, Black Fort from like the the N64 and the DS and the Wii, like like battle arenas from across the uh, stages, like all, all the different games. So there's a ridiculous amount of courses now. Like you go to the wiki and there's like, look, it's like insane the amount of courses in that game that are on cycle. So you, you don't really have time to get bored of a course because you know even if it's like oh i'm not a real fan of it it'll be gone and you won't see it for months by the time it comes back it's like oh you know what i haven't done this one in a while it's not too bad um uh, so yeah i'm glad that they're keeping it up and you know they got rid of the gotcha and all that stuff um as for the other things uh i'm in between greg and steve here so greg has nintendo switch sports and has played it and steve hasn't played nintendo switch sports and doesn't have it and i haven't played it, but I do have it. So I'm right in between. <laughs> so none, none of this excites me for Nintendo Switch Sports. Uh, gold points, I already do it, you know, the, the plus with the physicals, but uh, I'm not going to purchase special games just to get digitally to get double gold coins. Uh, the N64 icons don't really do much for me. I'm, I'm happy with my Xenoblade 3 ones right now. And uh, Mario Party 1 and 2, I'm glad to see them there, but I really want club nintendo to offer gloves as a physical reward because i one of those that got a blister on my hand and it hurt so badly and i never got a glove but they need to because there's going to be so many people drifting joy cons and injuries again because mario party one is rough yeah. <laughs> it is a rough game yeah somehow so this is all like i don't know how this work this all worked out but i played a lot of mario party and i my me and the circles that i ran in that i played with we did not figure out that the best way was to play it that way oh. with to, to circle with your palm and so we were doing other thumbs which was not the best oh, way um way. and sucking at the game but we saved our palms, so I, I guess it's a win. Yeah. It was a win in the long like, run. Like tug of war was one that really made me do it, but the the one that I have nightmare fuel on was the one where you're on a bicycle and you got to pedal to light up the light bulb before the boo gets you, and the only way to it's a solo wing, and you're just like, you know, <laughs> just going as fast as you can because if you don't, you're pretty much dead. Like the amount of time you have is so 
tight in doing it, and you barely win using that. So you like so many N64. Like if you get a used N64 controller now, you could almost tell if they played Mario 64 <laughs> flop, because flop, you flop. pick it up and the the, <laughs> yeah. the control stick just flops. Like there's no more friction. Like it needs to be replaced. They've worn out yeah. all the rubber inside. So yeah, like so all I my 64 controllers are actually in good shape because I didn't do that. <laughs> I don't know GameCube why. had the same issue too. GameCube controllers, they get it was the same like kind of analog stick. Um, the same issue though, like after a while it rubs out. But mm-hmm. but yeah. Mario Six Mario Party just uh man. Greg, Greg, were you a uh, did you use your palm to to circle the analog stick? See, I'd never actually played the first Mario Party game, so I didn't have that experience with that game. But uh, I don't think any of the games in two actually use the control stick because I think the gloves were intended for the first one. Yeah, because they learned from one, and they said we're not yeah. going to make the same mistake mm-hmm. until Superstar. Yeah, when they decided to bring like tug of war back for some stupid reason, <laughs> and not fix it. They brought it back, which is fine, but they didn't change the controls. Just want to encourage you to give yourself Joy-Con drift. You know, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Not uh, our fault that you abuse the controller. <laughs> it, game. Like I never thought about this. I, like I know they <sighs> advertised it, but if it's just now clicking with me. Like this will be the first time we can play those Mario Party games online. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I never thought. I, I I don't know why. It just everyone just now give hit yourself me. blisters together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to we'll have to play Mario Party together. I, I think I would purposely lose that game. I'd be like, no fair. <laughs> I want to mulligan. Like we wish you could turn off games. Like you would turn turning all mm. all those off from the thing would be a smart thing to do because it's not fair for anybody to put themselves in physical harm <laughs> to win a board game. Mm, you don't have to win the game. It. You don't have to play the game. <laughs> but then you don't win the stars. Yeah, you need to, you need to play the game to win stars. You don't get stars from winning. You get coins games. where they use the coins to buy the stars. <laughs> so you, indirectly, you or do. or the bonus stars. If you win yeah. the most ones, but then you wait, you wasted one. You might not get the most. So exactly, <laughs> everything equals a star. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move into the games that are coming out over the next couple weeks. Kind of run those down. Uh, but before we do that, one just one more reminder: if you've not followed us on Twitter, just head over to at Nintendo Fuse, and especially for the next couple weeks, because we're going to be announcing that contest with Play NYC, and you're going to be able to get a chance to get uh, free tickets for that event. So make sure you do follow us on Twitter at Nintendo Fuse, and also if you've not joined us in our Discord, make sure you head over there to that link that's on the screen or the link that's in the show notes or the YouTube description, uh, jump in there. We absolutely love connecting with you guys in between episodes and chatting games and everything else. So make sure you do that. Also hit the subscribe button and all those things as well. Uh, but we're going to have, uh, quite the, the length of games coming out this next couple of weeks. As I was looking at this, like the next couple of days are like, eh, but then it hits this stride that, oh my gosh, there's some there's some big games. So uh, if you're watching the video video version, as always, we're scrolling the the list from Metacritic on the screen so you guys can see what's coming out over the next couple of weeks uh, until our next episode on November 7th, 2022. But uh, just some notable games that maybe you want to know about. Resident Evil Village Cloud Edition comes out on October 28th. Bayonetta 3, which we've talked about uh, at length today on October 
October 28th as well. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga Galactic Edition, which includes like all the DLC plus I think Andor stuff and maybe some more. Uh, that's on November 1st. Totally Accurate Battle Simulator or Tabs comes out on uh, November 3rd. It Takes Two comes out on November 4th. Harvestella comes out on November 4th. Sonic Frontiers on November 8th. And Oddworld Soulstorm Automized Edition on October, or sorry, November 8th, which is be the day after our next uh, episode. So that the, that one and Sonic Frontiers, but hey, you know, it's the day after the next episode. You guys need to know about it now. And uh, as Barry alluded to earlier in the episode, we do uh, have codes for that. So we're going to be talking more at length about that game uh, on the next episode as well. Barry, what are you uh, hoping to play over the next couple weeks? So my plan is to finish Mario and Rabbids, Bayonetta 3, Star Ocean. The new Star Ocean comes out right before Bayonetta 3, like a day before. But I, Bayonetta 3 is a shorter game, so I'm probably going to do that. Uh, then Star Ocean, then Harvestella, because that's going to be out at that point. And that's going to lead into, I'm not sure when God of War comes out. Uh, but I, I, I'm not sure if God of War comes out before Pokemon or what, and then Pokemon. So like... The end of October and November, I got like five big games that I'm looking forward to playing all all jumped in together. And it's and on top of doing things like, you know, podcasts that I've been guesting on and, and obviously uh, you know, like play NYC and stuff like that. And, and just regular life and, and games like Godworld for review and stuff like that. It's it's insanity. Like the, sometimes there's like months where it's like there's no no game I'm interested in and I'm I'm going through the backlog or whatever. And now now it's like I, I have game on top of game on top of game before I even get to it. So who knows? It's gonna be a crazy holiday season. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And then there might be some surprises that we don't know about yet. That's true. Yeah, Greg, what are you going to be uh, playing over the next couple of weeks? Uh, most definitely we'll be hitting the backlog. Like I'll probably actually want to play more of Carl and then probably even look into some other games. I got a review code for that Sea Horizon game that we all like from that one um, East Asia Soft Direct. Okay. So they sent me a code for that. Um, also be looking to see, I think there's some other games for me to be checking out as well. And then I still need to um probably play more Splatoon 3 and then still need to pick up some other games I've been collecting for quite a while. Yeah, it's on the list, list to try to find. I'm still looking for the used copy. I've been calling some of the stores and they haven't had any in stock yet. So I'll No one's trading it in. It's too good. <laughs> or, the, or just not quick enough. I don't know. <laughs> But most likely just playing games, trying to continue playing ones that I've already started or started a while back. And also look at a lot of the ones that just came out over the last uh, two months that I haven't purchased yet. Like uh, I do want to get Mario and Rabbids 2, join you guys playing Sparks Sparks of Hope. Um, Still haven't even picked up Triangle Strategy. That's on my list. I saw that there's a sale for that. Um, that started yesterday or today, I think, even. So I'm probably finally getting that one. Um, yeah, there's just way too many games to play and not even anywhere <laughs> near enough time. Yeah. And that's only yeah. for Switch. I don't have Barry's problem of having all yeah. three consoles. <laughs> yeah. Jakester just said God of War is November 9th. 
and I think Pokemon is like the 18th. So it's like now, like I'm, I'm almost feeling like Harvestella might have to be pushed to December to keep my sanity. <laughs> Maybe even Bayonetta three. I might wind up pushing that and do Star Ocean instead, like. Because I don't know if I could do Bayonetta 3 and then Star Ocean before God of War. Like, I don't know. I have to see my schedule. Yeah, because those are those are not simple, quick games. <laughs> well, Bayonetta, Bayonetta 3 is a quicker game. But Harvestella, yeah. Star Ocean, God of War, and Pokemon are all big titles. Yeah. That's, that's, that's some significant... That's some significant gamage there. For sure. <laughs> wow. But at least we're having fun. Hopefully. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, looking at the chat, uh, Jakester says he's going to finish the post-game story for Pokemon Mystery Dungeon and getting it back to Paper Mario and close to finishing Mother 3. And then Hiawata says took Ghostbusters to finally pull him away from Pokemon Unite. And uh, Logan just could keep working on that backlog, nothing in particular. Um, and uh, I think I I definitely going to continue to play Mario Plus Rabbids um, and and hopefully finish the main story and then I'll go back and see how far I get with hundred percent in the game. Um, but that's, you know, that was my goal from the very beginning. And then those stinking side quests keeps sucking me in. So we'll see if, uh, that happened, but yeah, I actually, now that I have learned more about the proper way to apparently play Carl and I was not playing the proper way, um, I'm definitely going to get back into that and, and see if I can grind a little bit and then, uh, take out that, that boss, uh, for sure. And then hopefully I've been saying it for a while, but hopefully get back into life is strange too. Um, but uh, but Mario Plus Rabbids has really taken a, a lot of my time. I actually have not played nearly as much Rocket League over the last couple of weeks because of Mario and Rabbids. So bet, I bet that's a sentence you never thought you would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I'm playing less Rocket League because of a tactical game. <laughs> it's so much charm in it, though. There is. There's so it's so good. Yeah. There's like really all the things that that I have that are negative really aren't even negative. And it's such a small list. And they're all like teeny little things that do not matter at all. Um, the game is really, really good. Even the rabbits aren't annoying. Like some people's like the rabbits are normally annoying. Like they're not yeah. annoying. Like all the characters are fine. Sometimes yeah. I forget they're actually rabbit characters. They just. They're, they're really good. Well, and I, I was annoyed by the rabbits for a long time. That's one of the reasons why I didn't try Kingdom Battle, because like, number one, it was a tactical game. But number two, I really was not a fan of the rabbits at all. They annoyed me. But I, yeah, like I'm totally OK with them and kind of liking them now. Like, yeah, rabbit Mario is is awesome. Um, is, is like this brute you know character that's just like i'm gonna punch things that i don't care kind of like it's it's charming it's fun um like rabbit rosalina is just sleepy all the time which is really funny and yeah i love being able to to get to know the characters and and i really like how they they all have their unique unique weapons and strategies and all that stuff and trying to put those together and and stuff i think the only like one of my things about it was i don't <laughs> i wish there was a way to get all the information then switch back and change the character and then like i have to remember it all and then go back into the menu and change the sparks or change the characters but 
my memory is short. And so I'm like flipping back and forth between the screen and doing that. I, I usually just stick with one team until like a, the side quest that requires you to play with other. Characters. Oh, do you really? Okay. I've been, yeah. I've been swapping it out quite a bit and swapping out sparks no. quite a bit um, based on who I'm facing in, in that I'm, battle. I'm using my, my team that I did in the first game because it really worked for me. Okay. But one thing that's interesting is the first game required you to have one Mario character and one rabbit. And the third character was anyone you wanted. Mm-hmm. And this game, you don't have that restriction. You yeah. can have three Mario characters or three rabbit characters, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Cause some people are like, I don't like the rabbits, Well, you don't have to play with them unless the side quest themes you need to, mm-hmm. you could play all Mario characters. Um, the, what's weird for me and I haven't gotten there yet is what's the deal with Yoshi. Like, Yoshi was one of the characters, and so was Rabbit mm. Yoshi in the original game. And Yoshi, at least at this point, hasn't shown up. Like, why would they omit him completely as well as the Rabbit version? Unless he's in the, the final world uh, or, or the, the, the fourth world or something, mm. because I haven't gotten him. And I know how many characters there are, but I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm also not sure if I... Well, I guess all the embargoes are now passed, so even if I did remember it, I... Yeah. Or if I could tell you, I can't remember it, so it doesn't matter. But I do know there is a set amount of characters. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up and I'll let you know later. I mean, yeah, oh, don't, don't tell me if he is. Like, I just hope he's there because I didn't ever use Yoshi, but I love Yoshi. And it would be weird to have a character in the first game and then cut him inexplicably from the second game. And they'll ever, they'll, like, like Mario plays the same as Mario in the, in the first game. And, and Peach, like, they're all the same. It's just the new characters play different. And the mm-hmm. sparks that add stuff. Yeah. 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 The sparks are pretty great. Like I, I'm, I still haven't powered any of them up. I'm really? still using level one sparks. <laughs> All mine are three and one of them is at four right now. Yeah, I, have, I have thousands upon thousands of, of <laughs> the bits, but I haven't powered up any of them yet. I'm still nice. using level one. I'm You're just... playing Mario and rabbits. Like I'm playing Carl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing Although I'm doing I it on accident. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I was gonna say this. This should help Steve get into Fire Emblem now because you you told me a while back you were always interested in playing them, and now you're playing tactical games. So no, if they if they make it like Mario and Rabbids, then maybe they take away that grid and they and they open up the world and all that stuff. Then possibly, maybe, but I don't know. I think the the it it just really works. I like the what's that. What's wrong with grids, though? Oh, I feel too constrained. I feel like, like, after you play Mario and Rabbids without the grid, yeah, I think you'll understand what I mean. Like, and all the, of a sudden, the, you're like, oh, the freedom that I have, this doesn't feel like a traditional tactical game that that I always felt constrained by it. This feels more like, I get this, this is strategy. It's almost kind of like, and this is a weird analogy. I was I was thinking this last night when I was playing. But it's another grid based thing, but it almost feels like chess in a way, like I'm going to make my moves and then I like make the other moves, but there's more freedom in it. So if you had chess, but just picture that you can move your pawns and your knights wherever you wanted that made more sense to attack from here and there and all that stuff. I don't remember in the first game, like when you moved, was it like that was it? You were done. You moved your your designated location. You can move one more time after you attack and you can't in this one. Yeah, I love I love how this that that's fine because this one you can move wherever you want beforehand. So like the the range of movement in this is so good because you have the jump 
the mm-hmm. the friend jump and then you have like the springboards and you could just go yeah. so far and like if one character lags behind you could actually bring another character back so they could jump off of them and then you can move the other character back forward um like uh, you can't move once you shoot but that's the only action that you can't move after you could do mm-hmm. any of the actions and you could do two actions per turn yeah um so you really when you have can freedom. and you can level up certain characters like i like i think i have edge has three dashes right now and yeah. like putting like chaining all those attacks together right now it's just like sometimes <laughs> it's it's awesome like i've beat <laughs> some enemies without even using my main attack because they I, were i keep saying it's not with it actually they're vulnerable but i keep saying allergic i don't know why um but in my mind i think oh they're allergic to, to shock so i'm going to use shock and like uh i have edge with right now with a spark that has a, a dash shock and so i'll just do like three dashes and done i i did the first well the, the first of the the spark hunters um i beat her all three phases on the very first turn each phase without doing anything mm. because all i did was set up mario and luigi with their scopes oh, so yeah. that they would they would auto attack if anyone moved and used uh rose uh well, not Rosalina used uh, Rabid Peach, used a fire spark on her attack. So it hit the boss from wherever. So she started running around and they just kept pinging bam, bam, him bam, left bam. and bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Every one I won in the first turn. I'm like, nice. oh my God, that was insane. That's, that's, a, that's a good strategy. <laughs> nice. I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe the second boss you can't, or the second hunter, you can't do that because you got to go to the corners. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I can't believe they let me do that. Like, that's like, there's some combinations that you could play around with with the sparks yeah. and you could really become OP. Mm hmm. That's true. That's true. Greg, when you need to get in it. <laughs> well, if I don't end up picking it up soon, it will most definitely be on my Christmas list later this year. So I don't know if I'll be getting it soon or what, because I still have to get the Life is Strange package that you remind me. That was the one that was eluding me in my head that I knew that was also on my list. And then Tunic was also on that list too mm. to look into getting Somebody as well. That's true. So there's like at least four or five games I still need to buy that had been neglecting to buy even. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, if you've not noticed my shirt, um, you know, we have a link in our show notes. You can, uh, use the link to from ripped apparel to buy shirts and we get some kickbacks. So we need to buy games. Um, <laughs> so if you want to buy some Nintendo fuse merch as well, we get a little kickback from that. If you want to support us, uh, cause we have lots of video games to buy. Uh, so, <laughs> But, we got lots of comments in the chat. You might want to go through. Lots we of do. We do. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people jumping in here at the very end. So Hiawatha says maybe they should have left rabbits as enemies and zombie use so you could kill them. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't. Were they like left them as rabbits? Like were they in there? I, I never played Zombie U, but it wouldn't I, surprise me as Ubisoft. That'd be awesome if it was. Uh, Pez guy Mike says, "I wanted to want to see Rabbit Samus." Is that too much to ask? That would be fantastic, especially they got they got the weapons. Like, yeah, that, they need that. Uh, Hussin's in there and says uh, it's interesting that the free roaming actually uh, turned him off from the sequel, and he didn't buy it. Uh, it's interesting that ended up we ended up liking it more because yeah, of that. I like it more. It, it, it is interesting. Um, also, let's see. I think is that it. I'm missing anything. 
Yeah. Hassan says uh, Mario and Rabbids will be on sale in twenty dollars in a few weeks <laughs> because it's Ubisoft. It's, yeah, Black Friday. Like Kingdom Battle <laughs> is really quick to the the sale bin. No matter like how much it sold, it's still they'll knock down the price. So cool. Well, that brings us to the end of episode two sixty one. Uh, Barry, you going to be on any other podcasts and stuff with uh, premium and other stuff coming up? Uh yeah, I've got a. Uh... A bunch of different stuff lined up because that's just like crazy things that I do. Uh, I was just on a few. I was just on like Nintendo Pals uh, last last week, which was always was a fun time to do. And uh, was on the Game Deflators, like good good friends of ours who who showed up um, with us uh, a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Classic Gaming Brothers, I was just with, and then coming up this week uh, tomorrow. I am actually on a podcast called uh, Super Retro Throwback. Uh, later on this week, I'm also on Gamer Heads podcast. Uh, this upcoming Sunday, I'm on the, uh, a podcast talking all about Chrono Cross, uh, good old Square Enix or Square Soft, actually. Uh, and then also another one called Keep Nintendo Weird Again, or Weird Together. Uh, and on top of that, I got Play NYC, which is coming up on November 5th. And the day before that, a bunch of podcasts like Nintendo Dads and, and Nintendo Pals and uh, a bunch of others, like ones that I've been guested on and, and really good friends of mine. They're all apparently doing, a, there's a charity going on on the 5th as well up in Rome, oh. New York. So they're all going to uh, Nintendo yeah. New Yeah, they're going to Nintendo New York on the 4th. So I'm like, oh, you're going to be in my backyard. So I I'm, I'm nice. might go to the city back to back just to go <laughs> hang out with them at Nintendo New York. Nice. Uh, so if I do, I'll post pictures and talk about it. So yeah, tell I Marty, busy... at, tell Marty at Nintendo Dad's hi for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, Marty. Marty's a yeah. good guy. Yeah. Yeah. He he uh, he uh, he was supposed to be when I was with Nintendo Dad's. He was supposed to be there, but he had a little family tragedy, so he couldn't. But yeah. he's going to be there. All the Nintendo Dad's are going to be there, so it's mm-hmm. going to be really cool. Uh, so I'm I'm thinking about you know swinging on over because they all invited me. They're like, oh yeah, I totally just come on over. So uh, if I'm there, you know, maybe I'll wear the Nintendo Fuse shirt and we'll just take pictures or whatever. Who knows? But uh, yeah, if if I can make it, uh, we'll see. Nice. We'll try to sneak in some games in the middle of all that. Sounds like a pretty busy schedule. <laughs> yes, it's uh, busy because because uh, also I just want to quickly say, you know, uh, for Premium Edition, uh, if you haven't got Love 3 or Eagle Island Twist, they are ending on the 6th before our next podcast. So uh, November 6th is the last day to pre-order those. So make sure you get them. And November 16th is going to be the start of Raji and uh, They Bleed Pixels. So make sure to get your orders in at premiumeditiongames.com so you don't miss out on some fantastic physical games. Cool, cool. Greg, what are you going to be up to over the next couple weeks? You got some time off. That's good. We had, had some time off that I'll hopefully be catching up on some games. So um, I know Barry was saying he was got so much stuff going on, but then you'll hear him say like, oh, I spent another 300 hours into Xenoblade <laughs> and also did, played 15 other games. And <laughs> so I'm sure he'll have plenty of time for his game. So um, now that I have some time off, I'll probably hopefully be getting into Xenoblade 3 because I'm starting to reach the point where I might just buy the new copy of it anyway. So um, <laughs> I didn't want to be waiting around forever and especially with like a like a nice block, like a day block that I could be spent like playing the game and actually getting really absorbed into it would be possibly beneficial. So if I if that works and keeps me hooked, then I could probably play more into it. But if I hit some of those really stopping points like I did in the first game, then it'll be cold turkey gone. So 
Yeah, Barry's on mute. Trying to say something, he's getting. Oh yeah, you won't. You won't. You you (laughs) won't. You won't. You won't get that stop block. It's it's a totally different game. But that's something I forgot to mention. I did go back to Xenoblade Three actually, uh, because the DLC happened for Mm. the expansion pass. So I did the new hero quest, which was awesome, and then I did the challenge battles, which was really tough, especially at the end. Uh, Even on easy, was like insane to try and beat. Mm. Um, But yeah, like you'll you'll. I'm telling you, once you you're like so close to the big hook of Xenoblade Three, you will thank me. Like absolutely, <laughs> it is such a good game. Nice, nice. But yeah, we'll probably be some Halloween-related activities for the weekend. Doing some trunk or treats and trick or treating on um, next Monday, and then uh, pretty much probably be just a standard work week the following week with some other like activities with my daughter that I'll have her that week. So I'll have to see what can squeeze in there and hopefully get some good quality gaming time in with her. And if I have any extra time, I'll be trying to help premium get some more uh, distributors on board. So hoping cool. to at least spend some of that time I off to make some cold calls and helping out there too. So cool. Cool. Well, yeah, I uh, if you guys didn't uh, catch it, I did uh, an unboxing. Uh, Ubisoft was really nice to send over a kind of a promo gift box on. I posted it over on my my gaming channel, so um, Games with Steve, and so you can uh, check that out. And uh, I think some people have been migrating over to Nintendo Nintendo Fuse because of that. So hey, everybody, um, and uh, yeah, if you missed all the the Mario and Rabbids footage and series of videos that we did. Um, I got to do a really cool uh, video or an interview um, with uh, one of the associate producers on the game as well, Quentin Corrigy. Um, so that's on our channel. And uh, while you're at it, checking out the interviews, check out uh, Barry's interview with um, for Play Anyone I See as well. And uh, make sure you enter that and uh, use Nintendo Fuse 25 uh, if you want to save 25% on your tickets or enter into win uh, a contest on on our Twitter at Nintendo Fuse. So I think that brings us to the end of episode 261. We'll be live again on November 7th for episode 262 and uh, talking about probably all these games and more. Um, hopefully, hopefully more news comes out more than just, you know, Bayonetta 3 voice actors, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> until then, everybody, happy gaming. Have a good one. Take care. See you next time.